episode is brought to you ad-free thanks to all our wonderful patrons. You can Woo! help us keep the yeah. show going by joining at patreon.com slash shonenflop. And welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga and Shonen Jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. Next week, we'll be covering Duranki. If you'd like to read along with us and join the discussion in our Discord, you can find a link to the Discord in our episode description and on our website, shonenflop.com. But this week, we're talking about Monster Hunter or Raj, and we are joined by our guest, the wonderful, terrific, my senpai, everyone's senpai, the rough senpai. (laughs) (laughs) I was not ready for that. Is there like an evil rival of yours called the smooth senpai? No, so I actually, I, I, I feel like I should not have rebranded to this. <laughs> I actually told my community, I was like, hey, uh, you know, when I turn 40, I'm rebranding to Rough Sensei. So I feel like I just need to kind of keep And you the, just the went rug. Senpai instead of Sensei? <laughs> well, no, so... <laughs> Oh, you're not 40 yet, are you? No, no, okay. not yet. That's, that's <laughs> I got a decent amount of time. <laughs> I was going to say, Jesus, Jordan, why did I insult the man? Be like, oh, you're like 45, right? I'm 28, fun fact. <laughs> okay, well, never mind. You're younger than both of us. <laughs> you're the baby. Everybody thinks I'm old. Everybody thinks I'm old. The kid, the, the, the whole kid thing definitely does. <laughs> it ages you. Yeah. If you don't mind asking, how old is your kid? She's about three and a half, oh. and then we have our uh, our second daughter on the way uh, this December. That's fantastic. Uh, I'm actually right now in uh, in Maryland, uh, dog sitting, and I'm at my big sister's house, and she has two twin four year olds. So that is, dude, she's tired all the time. Wait, are those human or dog four year olds? Human, actually, David. <laughs> Handling two dogs, easy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I could handle twins. I love my daughter, but I, dude, I couldn't imagine two kids at the exact same time at the exact same age. I, I don't even know how to process so that. You do get it out of the way. Well, it's, it's like cheaper by the dozen. That is a horror movie. That's not a comedy. <laughs> What's nice is that while it is extremely difficult, sometimes they also are able to entertain themselves. Yeah. Oh, kids are so funny. They're hilarious. They just do the funniest stuff. Would you say kids do the darndest things? Oh, wait, it says yeah, darndest. Yeah, Bill Cosby's anyway. canceled. Never mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. no <laughs> Never mind. But yeah, it's interesting, David, that you said um, that we cover uh, things that ran in Shonen Jump because this actually ran in a rival manga <laughs> publication. Oh, you're right. That would be a fantastic transition if Rump Senpai hadn't, in- <laughs> if Rump Senpai had introduced who he is, which I don't think he has yet. I mean, not. No, you, I don't I think you actually said who you are. <laughs> you told us about your kids and your name, but I don't think you actually said why are you the Rump Senpai. God, that's such a dad move. That's such a dad move oh my god i've been a full-time content creator for about five or six years um you know i started streaming on mixer years ago doing video game stuff and was like oh i need to do youtube i don't want to do video game stuff for youtube though oh i like anime i'm gonna do anime and then it kind of just went from there and started doing really well so i do anime reaction content and things like that on my rough senpai channel i have a group channel i have a new minecraft channel i just started i have I, i do a lot of things that's awesome that's awesome what is your favorite manga or anime that you're reading or watching right now? One Piece by a Mile, and it's not even close. Hell yeah. I have a full One Piece sleeve on my right Oh, wow. That's amazing. David, when are you going to get yours? When I stop being Jewish. Oh, okay. I mean, I was going to get a full Hunter Hunter sleeve, and I, I'm i not actually going to get a full Hunter Hunter sleeve. Oh, Jordan, you silly Billy. I'm going to get a Trigun sleeve, but yeah, let's keep going. All right. So speaking <laughs> of let's keep going. 
like I said, Jordan, that was a fantastic, uh, <laughs> that was a fantastic song. And I'm sorry we couldn't use it, but let's migrate into the manga details. So first thing, that is not a typo. It is Monster Hunter Orage. It is not orange. Oh, I totally thought it was O-Rage. We all this did. Whole time. Oh, yeah. Everyone thinks it's orange. <laughs> yeah. On the Wikipedia page, it's like, no, Orage, it is the French word for thunderstorm. And this series was created by Hiro Bashamiya, who is probably the biggest Chad of all manga creators, completely self-taught, was no one's assistant. In fact, had apparently, according to Maxi B, had assistants and was like, whoa, what's that cool technique? And they're like, oh, I learned this in art school. It was like, fuck, dude, I just read a ton of manga and drew what I saw. I love that he learned from his assistants. That is so cool. See, that's what you do when you are an artist without like a huge ego, because you're I don't know this guy. Maybe he does. Maybe he's like a total asshole. But like what, what that says, what I don't know what that says to me is that he was looking at them and he was like, you know, they're my assistants. But like, you know, sometimes sometimes, man, the teacher learns from the student. We've had the discussion about who's the most powerful, you know, teachers that say they teach me more than they teach you. The dogs that say, I like to think they rescued me or step parents that say, oh, I'm just the parent that stepped up. And I've always wondered out of those three mantras, which is the most powerful. <laughs> just the fact that he was willing to learn from other people, I think is huge. Right. right? Like it, it kind of shows that he doesn't have an ego. I didn't know this. Like, I, you know, I'm going through fairy tale now and I did not know that he was the author until you told me right before we started recording. Really? I didn't know he did Rave Master. Because I feel like this is definitely the same art style he uses for Fairy Tale. Oh, 100%. And I didn't yes. realize, I looked it up just to double check before we started. The main character in this has the exact same name as the main character in Eden Zero. That is hilarious. Wait, I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> what? They're both called Cheeky. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I did hear that. Yes. Once you mentioned Fairy Tale, I was like, wait a goddamn minute. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this before. Wait a second. Yeah. You're like, how could you have seen that? This? this is brand new. <laughs> On that note, so this dude made Fairy Tale, Eden Zero, and Rave Master. So he is a member of the Three Big Hits Club, which I don't think we've ever covered in our offer that actually has had three major hits. Fun fact, I have no idea what Rave Master is. I've never heard of this. I like Rave Master. That's what I read. It was like on OG Toonami in like the 2000s. Oh. It's really interesting because... I know that like I saw that before I'd ever really gotten into One Piece. Yeah. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I was vaguely aware of it, but like it definitely didn't seem super similar at the time. And I'm sure if I went back, I was I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I also got to say, I remember the Rave Master art being very charming, but also like a lot looser, a lot, um, yeah. a lot less defined. I feel like he has improved drastically since Rave Master. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Fairy Tales when he really got the comparisons to One Piece got all stronger. Oh, of course. Of course. Yes. I was shocked to learn that he wasn't Oda's assistant. I mean, that's the crazy thing. I think everybody just assumed he was Oda's assistant because I've heard people say that. Yeah. And then this series ran from April 4th, 2008 to May 2nd, 2009. Is this his first manga? Like, ever? No, he made this after Rave Master. Okay. Okay. But before Fairy Tale. That would explain why I didn't. I haven't heard it. So this—that's an older one. Okay. So I actually made a mistake where I said he did this while doing fairy tale. He is not that insane a workhorse. So just a note. And then this was a monthly series, so it was fourteen double chapters over four volumes, mm -hmm. and it premiered in monthly Shonen Rival, which is a magazine Rival! that no longer exists. So whoops. Oh damn. I guess it wasn't very competitive. Yes. Does that ever make you wonder, like, what would have happened if this would have debuted in Shonen Jump and not the competitor? Like, do you think that <sighs> no, hurt it? I think this would have gotten canceled sooner, to be honest. Really? Yeah. There are other manga that we've read where, yeah, sure, maybe if this ran in Shonen Jump, it would be okay. This is not one of those manga. <laughs> this no. is not. <laughs> this series was DOA. 
Hey David, what did what also ran in Shonen Rival? Because there's a couple names here that I ref, that I recognize. Six Six Satan. Yeah, Six 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 Satan and Magico and and Deadbackers. Yeah, Deadbackers. And nothing replaced this in the magazine because it didn't uh, matter. But mm. Jordan, guess what time it is? Yeah, it's plot summary time. It's a different minute than usual. Yes, it's the plot summary. <laughs> the plot minute. Sixty seconds of plot featuring Jordan. Jordan, kick it off, man. Hey, do you guys like the video game Monster Hunter? Because, like, I've never played it, so, like, I'm assuming... No. I've actually tried it, not a fan. Oh. Well, I've assu- I'm assuming that this plot is extremely faithful to the games. Like, as I'm sure all Monster Hunter fans are already familiar with, the main character is Shiki Ryuho, a dumb guy with two swords and wind powers. Well, the swords have the wind powers. I guess you could say his swordsmanship really blows, right, David? Mmm, wow. Full of hot air with that joke. Uh, anyway, he got the swords from his master who wanted to kill a really big bad dragon named Mogaruna or something, but then he died when he fucked up crafting gunpowder. Shiki goes to get a new quest in the obligatory tavern and reveals a tattoo signifying that he is a forbidden hunter. Someone who is certified to go anywhere he damn well pleases in order to bring down Mogaruga. There's a girl in the tavern named Ieri who just wants to be alone, but unfortunately the video game world is not immune to misogyny. Actually, in retrospect, I don't know anybody who would have thought that it was. Us gamers. Oh, yeah, us gamers, right? So Shiki and a big douchebag named The Prince or Kowloon or something both try and recruit her. Shiki follows her when she goes hunting and saves her from a surprise dragon. So she follows him and discovers that Shiki's idiot master was her idiot father. Whoa. The two then meet a girl named Sakuya, who's the daughter of a blacksmith and wants to kill a dragon for revenge purposes. They kill the dragon and Sakuya uses her level 20 skill to enhance their weapons with an additional slot for materia, and she joins up with them. Meanwhile, that Kowloon guy is like is grinding his levels when he wanders into a, one of those random encounters from like Final Fantasy where like you're in the starting area and then you just run into like a level 50 giant evil abyss worm and it wipes your old party. So he's dealing with that. Thankfully though, a, a dude with Ivy from Soul Calibur's sword whip shows up to save him. Yep. He reveals that he is the ultimate life form named Shadow and tells Kowloon to join a monster killing tournament with the prize being a map to Monoruga. Oh. The tournament is called the Starbreaker, which is a great <laughs> Judas Priest song, by the way. You should all listen to it. Popcorn David. Irie has a bunch of PTSD flashbacks. How all her friends stop talking to her because she snitched on them. And the gang meets the offer of the manga. Oh, God, Jordan. Um, <laughs> they did. <laughs> the, really? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. (laughs) The gang gets on a pirate ship because this didn't remind me of One Piece enough. And Eerie is transphobic to a really weird comic relief character because they didn't remind me of One Piece enough. Honestly, none of this shit matters or comes back. It's mainly notable because the pirate ship rulebook arbitrarily demands all the girls wear bikinis because this didn't remind me of One Piece enough. (laughs) They then go to a new town and meet another old blacksmith who upgrades their weapons with additional buffs while remembering where he met Irie's stupid dad who revealed that his cool tattoo was actually a temporary tattoo. Yeah, it's fucking Sharpie. (laughs) Yeah, Shiki and the gang kill a leopard mutant or something when he suddenly remembers that he is an orphan. 
Yeah, he just thinks about that for a little bit. It just fucking doesn't matter. It's just so random. No, it doesn't matter. Popcorn rough. <laughs> Senpai. Flash cut to Calhoun, who has finally become a forbidden hunter and does the Starbreaker tournament. After he wins it, however, Shadow reveals that he ran the contest and it's all a trap to make money or something. But actually, it's a double trap because Calhoun wore a wire and the cops jump in to arrest him. So I guess there was nothing to worry There's about with him. There's a lot of police discussion in this manga. <laughs> I'm realizing it now. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of dealing with, like, uh, poaching laws. Yeah. The gang meets Zach and Emil, two hunters who do nothing, and I honestly don't know why I even brought them up. Everyone thinks they have a lead <laughs> on Masharona, Sushiki, Sakia, and Eri storm a bunch of old ruins, and Kowloon shows up, too, to prove he's cool, and they fight a normal dragon, but then they kill the normal dragon, and then there's only one chapter left, so suddenly Macaruna appears, and they kill that thing, too. Then the author wrote a really popular manga about it that went for 13 volumes and was read by everyone, or something, <laughs> the end. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was said. a pretty good recap. Honestly, like, yeah, <laughs> please don't encourage Jordan to continue writing. It was pretty good, though. I need a lot of encouragement. Thank you so much, Ruff. All right, let's get on with the main character, Shiki. He's a drifter. He's got two wind swords, which is a big deal because wind, super big deal for Ben Hunter. He can go into any hunt, so he doesn't need a permit. Maybe it would have been cool if they spent a little while more kind of getting us excited about the concept of him having wind powers instead of just saying, oh, that's weird. That's cool. Whoa, wind powers. Oh. And uh, he is pretty much a clone of Luffy, except horny, as Jordan has noted. He is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really the thing is that the series follows the let's just make clones of One Piece characters. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so does anyone have anything else they want to say about Shiki, which is also the name of a One Piece character who has floating levitation abilities? <laughs> I just wish that, like, they fleshed right. him out. I mean, look, at look, David, at this point, One Piece is The Simpsons. Like, so One Piece did it. Yeah, One Piece, literally, One Piece did it. It's been running for so fucking long that it's like, oh, you used a name that was in One Piece? There are like 500 characters. This was before that character, I think. I'm just being pedantic. No, I know you are. But yeah, I think his name roughly translates to like, Hopeful Rider of the Dragon Phoenix. In like the last chapter, when they showed like the big dragon kind of looking like a phoenix, I was like, hey, hey, I think I get what they're doing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Shiki is kind of a dick because, like, he knew uh, Iria's dad significantly more than she did, it seems like. Yeah. And he mentions that a little too much and it upsets her. But I'm kind of OK with it because she seems to give it give it back to him. Yeah. You know, and also it seems like he's doing it because he's an idiot, not because he's trying to be a dick. Mm -hmm. But that's the Luffy character. That's fair. And then, Ruff, was there anything you want to add to Shiki? No, I think you hit the nail on the head. All right. Well, then, would you do us the kindness of telling us who the Nami to the Luffy is, Irie? Is it Irie or Eerie? I thought it was Eerie this whole time. I'm terrible with names. <laughs> who honestly gives a shit? Okay. Okay. So, Ruff, here's the thing. I looked it up on the wiki. It lists her as Eilie. All right. All right. A-I-L-E-E -E or something. I mean, well, you know, she, she's our resident Sundari character. I, I'm not going to yes. lie. I, I didn't really put the Nami thing together, but you are not wrong. I mean, pretty much to a T. Yeah. Her backstory in a way, the way that she doesn't trust people. I mean, you you, you nailed that 100%. Which the author yeah. fucked up because he's trying to clone Nami. But the fact that she loves money doesn't make any sense given the character's actual background. Yeah. No, it really, really, really didn't. Like, she's just kind of, I feel like the character that's like, I don't want to be with people, but now I joined. Yay. Like, I think that's just, she's like that relief, you know? It's like, I need somebody to have a drastic change. 
rough. Every everyone around me gets gets hurt. You know, really, I'm just like let them be around. Anyway, I like her sometimes. I will say this about the author: he's horny, but he's not horny all the time. Yeah, I mean, there was only that one, you know, bath scene. That's that's it. Forced bikini scene. That yes, yes, that is true. There are significant moments where he's horny, but when he's not horny, he's not horny. I have to respect that. I actually thought there was going to be more when that first came up. Yeah. I was like, oh, we are going to see her in a bikini yeah. every other chapter. No, I was wrong. I was wrong. No, there was just like two chapters. <laughs> I mean, her default outfit has mm-hmm. got a lot of cleavage in it. That is very true. It is, but it's also like I have seen way worse usually in manga. It, this is this is nothing. Understandable. And then though the big thing about her background is she was a snitch. And so she was banned from being mm-hmm. a forbidden hunter. I think she was a snitch. I, they don't really say, to be honest. No, they don't. They say that her whole team believes she was a snitch and they called her a snitch, but they never had a mm. moment where she was like, yeah, I snitched yeah. on him. I mean, it's it's the same issue with most of the other characters is that just it wasn't fleshed out enough. Like she could have had a very interesting backstory, but they just glossed over it in like two pages. Yeah, because he takes the whole she has to collect money so she can pay for the hunter exam, but then she's banned from taking it. So why does she care about money now? God, I'm glad they didn't get to a fucking hunter. Well, they skipped it. They skipped it (laughs) as they should have. Let's get to the third, the second female character. (laughs) Um, So rough. Would you like to tell us about her? Yeah. You know what? Here's another point that I forgot about. Maybe there's plots that I'm not realizing. You know, she she was. She gets introduced and she's like super sick and like fragile. Sakia. Am I saying that right? Yeah. She's like super sick and like uh, like borderline falling over Covered in bandages. But it's like, I don't care that I'm sick. I got to fight. I'm going to do this. And then she kind of just like out of nowhere becomes healthy again. Yeah. No, she shows up and she's got like the anime, um, you know, bandages around her eye that if I mm-hmm. saw somebody like that in real life, I'd be like, oh, you lost your eye. But in anime, it's just because it looks cool. Yeah. And then like. Literally, like, half a chapter later, she just takes it off, and I guess she wasn't actually hurt She at all. was sick, and now she's thick. Nice. Because the nice. author has Irie have, like, breast envy, despite the fact that Irie has, like, decup breasts herself. <laughs> yeah. If I'm not mistaken, hers are larger. Irie still would be considered well-endowed by anyone's standard. I thought that was odd, too. Yeah, look, rough, rough. There is absolutely an anime trope of the token sweet girl with huge titties. That is absolutely uh, oh, a thing yes. that shows up like so many anime. I mean, fuck. I feel like at least every yeah. anime has at least yeah, yeah. one. Orihime is like the most famous one from Bleach, I would have to say. It's one of the two. It's either that or like ver- 2000 year old young witch that's flat chested. It's one of the two. <laughs> But yeah, no, so the thing about her is um, she's just kind of a nice girl, and that's yeah. kind of it. <laughs> yeah. She thought she had a deadbeat dad, but then she found him petrified. Turns out he was just dead, yeah. David. And she's a blacksmith anyway, and she's got she's got one of those huge monster hunter guns that are like at the end of yeah. a staff. You've, you've seen them. Boomsticks. Boomsticks. Mm-hmm. This is my boomstick, you know. Army of Darkness. <gasps> anyway, you want me to talk about Kowloon? Yes, please. So Kowloon is just kind of, uh, he's the bad guy, sort of, not really. He's the Vegeta character, kind of, where it's like, like the author definitely wanted him to be like um, the anime trope of, oh, he's a bad guy, and then you beat him and he joins your team, except they, he didn't have enough time to have Shiki actually beat him and join him, so just like he shows up during the last fight and just winds up yeah. joining him instead. He also kind of has the most, the biggest story arc, like the most important things kind of happen 
happened to him, but since he's not the main character, we just get it in like very brief <laughs> yeah, they just summaries. Keep skipping <laughs> things, notable things in his life. He's like, oh, I just finished the Hunter exam off screen. It feels like the author wrote his story and then someone was like, well, you gotta have like another party just fighting monsters all the time. This fucking monster hunter. What's the story? Yeah, this author got? kind of forgot. So, he just had to kind of fit in hunting monsters into this. He did not give a fuck. I just love though. I actually, so I at first thought he was like, he had a really stupid villainous intention where he was like, I'm going to get rid of all the weak stuff. And they're like, that'll destroy the food chain. He's like, who gives a shit? <laughs> but it turns out that, that I guess that was like a fake motivation because he was secretly an undercover cop or something, which is probably my favorite part of the series was that revelation. It was great. It was so abrupt and out of nowhere. <laughs> just like they were building up this big bad guy and then just suddenly they were like, oh, he's he's wearing a wire. Get him. You know, you know how the way you're supposed to do it is you got an A plot and a B plot and then the A plot and B plot converge into like a single plot towards the end. They just don't converge at the end. They just end the B plot before it happens. So it was just kind of like, why did we do that? And then they just teleport him into the A plot. He finished up his B plot and then hung out in the A plot is basically what this guy did. Yeah. The person he ended up snitching on and sending to jail was Shadow, the big bad guy. Who doesn't Shadow. fucking matter because he never meets the protagonist of this series. Yeah. He, uh, Shadow, he, uh, it's his world. He obliterates everything that's not his friend. He's the ultimate life form. He's the ultimate life form. <laughs> There's really not that much to say about him because he's got crazy eyes. Uh, he's got Ivy Sword Whip. That's, I don't know. The loudest I've ever heard of theater cheer was when I saw the second Sonic the Hedgehog movie in theaters and Shadow shows up as the post credit sequence and everyone mm. just went insane. Well, David, you did just spoil that for me. That movie so came thank out you. like nine months ago. <laughs> And I and I didn't watch it yet. I'm sorry. I, same. But I mean, I feel like I could have inferred. You think I'm bad at reading manga? Wait till you find out how bad I am at watching okay, movies. I'm so sorry David. that like second most popular Sonic the Hedgehog character shows up in a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> no, I'm not actually shocked. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm speaking of my failures. Let's get into the failures of this series where I'll kick things off. Yeah, I have a very long laundry list, but let me see. Quick one firing off. Of course, this series, super sexist, blatant plan service, not even excuse like the whole bikini thing. I don't think there's much meat to it. I think it's just the series did not really respect women. I think also totally this series falls into the trap where you would need to be very specific when writing a monthly series for your pacing to make sense. Like this character has three different or two different weapon upgrades in seven chapters. Yeah. It feels like they just cut big chunks of chapters out. Yeah. Like it feels like this should have been like a 100 chapter series or like a 50 chapter, so something like way longer. And they just took massive chunks out of it so that when you get to the next chapter, it's like, how the hell did we get here? Yeah. I also want to push back like a little bit on the misogyny thing, because, yes, I would not call this author a feminist, but I don't know. It, like, is it necessarily misogynistic to be like horny or something sometimes? This is than every every manga and every anime pretty much is. I mean, yeah, like nothing in this was any worse than like every other anime I've seen in the past ever. Oda is significantly more sexist than this manga, like regularly. Way more. Again, because it's like the thing I noticed and kind of respected is that he's got moments where he's horny. And then when those moments pass, the girls are like fighters. Their clothes are obviously sexy, but they're not like ridiculous, you know, mm -hmm. like it's not like nipple armor. Well, yeah, so we had we had that like one fan service chapter, right? Like if I'm not mistaken, 
There's more than one, but you know, you gotta. I thought that they were in the same chapter, but I might be wrong. Like the bath and the. There's two chapters where they're in bikinis. Was it two? Yeah, it was a two parter. It was the same arc, though. Because that's the thing, also, is you really can't have multi chapter fights when you're monthly. Because that means that literally someone has waited two months in real time to see a fight end. And Dragon Ball Super has fucked this up so badly. Oh, Dragon Ball in general has fucked this up so badly. They do what they want, okay? They're Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball did not start having fights that were way too long in Dragon Ball Super. But also, this uh, series, uh, one of the big issues is it's it just really feels so fucking generic. Like, the plot, mm-hmm. it is, like, nonsense. It doesn't fit together. It feels like it was, like, contractually obligated to bring up the specific video game mechanics that are in the game. That's actually that's, that's my six-word summary. <laughs> Damage or... <laughs> Like the shit where they go into a fucking tavern and get quests. Like only four people can go on this quest. Yeah. Like why? There are moments where it's like we have this big tournament, the Starbreaker, to figure out which forbidden hunter can go after the big bad dragon. And it's like, why don't you send all of them after the dragon? What's stopping you? What is preventing you from doing that? You have like an army of fighters. Just do it. But they don't. Egos. Ego. The only explain people want the money. They want their reward. They don't want to split it with a hundred people. I guess so. Yeah. And then Ruff, what were some niggas that stood out to you? It felt like there were just chunks missing. You yeah. know, like I like we'll get into it later, but like I, I generally enjoyed it, but not because of like, you know, the way it was fleshed out, because it wasn't. No, the characters weren't fleshed out. The story wasn't fleshed out like pretty much everything about it should have had more detail that would have made it better. And I think that's just what it like. I, I I don't know if the author like he brought the idea and they were like, you get 14 chapters. That's it. Deal with it. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. And he had to like shrink it down. But that's what it feels like to me, yeah. which just caused it to feel rapid fire. I completely agree. I 100% think that before the dragon showed up, like the the bad, the the bad dragon, before the bad dragon showed up, this author thought that he had like a ton more chapters to go because that dude showed up out of nowhere. The chapters got cut in half, if not less than half. Like I got through the last four chapters almost as quick as I got through probably the previous one or two. I mean, it was like rapid fire and it was just like, oh, it's oh, it's over. Yeah. That's it. You can go home now. I was kind of bummed because I like was like, oh, that was all right. So here's the thing. I agree with you, Ruff. This was to me, at least this was not a painful manga to actually read like the process of it, because this guy, he knows how to make a manga and it flows well. Mm -hmm. It's not painful to read. It's just that the things that people actually do in it are fucking stupid and make no sense and don't mean anything. Like it's an intriguing concept, I guess, is the, the best way to say it i also think though that the combat itself wasn't very interesting it was mostly the same format of shiki rushing getting swatted away from the bad guy and then he just tries again and then he's just lucky this time while the two other characters power friendship man yeah just kill time during the fight so he can try again oh speaking of speaking of the power of friendship man they sure saved nakama a lot yeah kind of reminds me of another manga where they say nakama all the fucking time david yeah hunter hunter Exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Speaking of good manga, shall we go into what it does well? So as the swellest guy here, Ruff, why don't you tell us what were some things you liked about the series? 
I mean, the art's beautiful. It's definitely not the best I've seen, but like the detail on the monsters really, really popped and like it really got my attention. I also really liked the first few pages kind of being in color. I feel like it fleshed out the world a little bit more and got my attention. That was like a big draw for me. I mean, I granted, I really, really like good art. So like when a manga has good art, it's just going to pull me in. Oh, same. Some of the things that I did like, though, is generally like the characters interactions with one another once they got together, like when they fought together. I liked the way that that whole situation was handled. Yeah. And the just the, as dumb and as and as ridiculous and as out of nowhere as it felt when <laughs> Shadow gets pulled away. But uh, <laughs> I was an undercover officer the whole time. It was, it was really so funny. dumb, but I, it was incredible. And I loved it. I think that was one of the best I've run out of time to finish the plot I wanted to and cover up i've yes. ever seen my entire life so good so excellent yes, exactly <laughs> because it, they build him up like they build him up as this strong he's gonna like really shake things up this is gonna change the story it's like nah never mind you're going to jail bye bro they say that he was one of the guys that Irie snitched on. Like, he has a lot of connection to a lot of other yeah. plot lines uh-huh. there and then i guess it just didn't matter he was not a normal villain <laughs> Yeah, and was- they just nope we don't got time <laughs> cut it let's go <laughs> fucking great we do not have time for this plot shit bro we only got one chapter a month mm-hmm. i like that and a lot of the other ridiculous moments like when he because i just like ridiculous like things yeah when the big reveal came out that he was his uh, master wasn't a real I forget what it's called. Hunter something. Forbidden Hunter. Yeah. Forbidden Hunter. Like, I just thought that was so funny. Like, that's it. That's all somebody has to do. They just got to draw on their arm. Like, you, you think there'd be more, I don't know, something to, to double check. So that made me immediately think. So after he did that, does he have to go and wash off the Because re- what he did was he smeared his tattoo. So does he have to go wash it off and then meticulously draw it again just to make sure it just fits perfectly? What it sounds like to me. <laughs> also, how did he just perfectly get a tattoo removed? It's like it's almost like he did like a skin graft. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry. Yeah, this is pop. <laughs> fuck. This is the positive section. <laughs> I also like um, how they skipped the Hunter exam because I'm sure Jordan was ready to pull his hair out when they said, oh, you got to take this exam. I really was. I was like, no, no, don't you motherfuckers dare do that. Oh, my God. It's the easiest way to take a series is to have a fucking training or have an exam arc so early in it. True. Very true. Especially in a short series like this. That's what caused me to I, I will go back to it at some point, but that's what caused me to drop my hero. Like I was a big My Hero fan in season five. Oh, like, dude, My Hero fucking sucks nowadays. You're good. It got to that training arc and it just like came to a screeching halt. And it's like, it's not that I don't care about the characters. It's not that I don't care about the training aspect and learning like these characters. It's not that I wouldn't have enjoyed them training, but no, there's not. Just skip it and get to the good stuff. I'm just going to tell you the reason why the author said it in the schools, because it's a great justification for exam arcs. My Hero Academia is basically a series about exam arcs. And anyway, let's talk more about Monster Hunter or Rage. Yes. So um, um, <laughs> speaking about the series, I actually think. When the author puts a lot of time into the art, it's actually quite nice. Yes. I actually almost felt it was almost kind of berserk inspired, where he has these very intense crosshatched drawings of some of the mm-hmm. monsters. The dragons look fantastic. It's incredible. They look so cool. Like, the reason why this manga isn't painful to read is because this author really knows how to, how to set up a fucking page. He mm-hmm. really understands how to make some art look cool. Like, the whole thing at the end with the dragon, where it was like all the stars coalesced into this one massive dragon and shit. Like, that was sick. I wish mm-hmm. I cared about it. <laughs> I wish I cared about it. That's a great way of saying it. Does anyone have any other positives or should we go to where it could have gone? 
it made me somewhat interested in Monster Hunter, which I've never cared about before, I guess. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe. It didn't have that effect on me. <laughs> me neither. But I'm glad it had that effect on you. <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's go to the where it could have gone. I think this is going to be a really fun section because there's so many things that this yeah series very mm -hmm. clearly dropped. So please continue, Jordan. <laughs> oh, man. So um, they made a big deal about how Irie's dad, like his master or whatever, uh, died mixing gunpowder and how that was weird. And they brought it up and she was like, you know, my father died mixing gunpowder. Doesn't that sound really weird? And we, you know, in the chibi, I was like, well, he didn't really do that. Something else happened. And maybe that's what would have happened. But since it only went 14 chapters no, I guess he was just an idiot who fucked up crafting. Yeah, it's just, I, I do love the series <laughs> yeah. really could have played into the anti trope where it's like there's no conspiracy or it's like yeah i snitched on you guys just crime's bad yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard for me to think of ways i could have fixed a series that's not just turn it into dungeon meshy but i think dungeon mesh really is the template i don't know rough if you're familiar with that series no so essentially it's about a group of adventurers who are too poor to afford supplies so they go adventuring and they eat the monsters oh. but it really turns into really not just like these monsters exist as adversaries, but rather what are their habits? Like what, like they even talk about like what are the reproduction? What are their natural status and community? The balance of things like don't overkill. Like they do talk a little bit about like don't kill to an abundance, like support the chain of life. But I really think that would have mm -hmm. been a fun element. Like these monsters, these dragons, like what is the purpose of them in the ecosystem? No, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like they hit on a lot of things that pique your interest, but then never flesh them out. Yeah. You know, like you said, it really did seem like there was going to be more to it than, than the gunpowder thing. And it turned Turns out to not be the case. The ecosystem gets brought up, never gets brought up again. Like, yeah. yeah, it has so many moments like that where something seems important and then it is just not. And I imagine the author was very frustrated because all these things we were talking about how, oh, the author didn't explain this and stuff. If this series went on for 100 chapters, that would have been fine. That would have been 100 yeah. percent fine. The whole point where it was like, oh, they didn't entirely reveal whether or not she she snitched. Mm -hmm. Could have held that out for like another 30 chapters oh, yeah. and then had a huge reveal or yeah. a twist or something. They could have tied that into Shadow. Shadow was probably the snitch. Yeah, like the, the fourth guy. The, the, yeah. the I don't even remember his name. Kowloon. The fourth possible member of their party that turned out to just be an undercover cop. Yeah. It just kind of shows up one more time later and then that's it. Yeah. And then like he's never addressed again. Yeah. Or like, what if she is the snitch? What if it turns out? And then that's a huge reveal. It's like, no, he's actually justified. I think she is. Yeah, I think she kind of is, too. I think that would be interesting. They don't explain it, though. Yeah, because she strikes me and like they, they, you know, they show it when the fourth guy, you know, tries to catch her. Like, it's like, hey, why don't we go do this illegal thing? And she's like, don't you dare slap. He's that's like, bad. oh, I was just kidding. Yeah. All right. Talk to you all. Never. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't oh, get yeah, her to she admit has it. A, she can take the exam now, but it never comes up again. It doesn't come up. Yes. Yes. But then but then at the same time, why does the exam matter when all you have to do is draw on your fucking arm with a Sharpie? Yeah. Do they check? Like, like apparently not. Also. Because they're with Shiki, he already has the permit. She doesn't need the permit anymore. Yeah. I mean, look, if they had had one scene, one scene where they walk into a place and someone's like, hey, Shiki, you can go forward. You guys got to stay back, though. But they didn't do that. You know, like that mm -hmm. would have explained it so much. We could have used that. But because they didn't do that, it's like it is like, well, he's got it, right? Yeah. 
his backstory too. Like they they hit on him as like, oh, he's this, like the big reveal, right? Oh, it's fake. Yeah. I gave him my my sigil. He was a crazy kid out in the woods, super strong, challenging dragons. But like, it never gets actually fleshed out. Like it's like he made the entire decision because he like smiled at a dragon. Yeah. I guess he really was just some weird orphan kid. I guess that's it. I guess there's nothing yeah. to it. Windwalk or some shit. <laughs> yeah. They never explain why wind is interesting or unique because there are no. other elemental weapons. She's like, oh, electric powers, whatever. There are some things in here, and the wind thing is one of them, where I feel like maybe if I knew Monster Hunter, it would make sense, but I shouldn't have to yeah. know about Monster Hunter to read a fucking manga. Yeah. Agreed. That ran in Shonen Rivals. Like, it would have been one thing if it's like, oh, this was a manga that came with the Monster Hunter games, but it didn't. No. By the way, speaking of elemental, the R idea I had was what if the characters were not that powerful and instead had to 100% rely on building like good equipment and crafting in the series is just kind of like going in the nitty gritty of those interesting collecting parts and crafting. Like actually feeling like an RPG. Like, isn't that the whole point of Monster Hunter? Yeah. You kill monsters I, and then craft Yeah, you cool get better weapons? gear. Yeah. That's like the whole point. They hand wave all of the crafting, which they hit on it once when they, they get to like the derpy, like, I'll repair your stuff. But like, it's just, hey, I'll be it you gotta get the stuff and then they you know we have kind of like that mini two-page training arc where they go out and they kill a bunch of things and come back give him the items and it's like it's been six months it's like oh okay i want to see them figure out what parts they need i want to see them sit yeah. down there and say okay what weapons do we need oh well you see this thing is mm -hmm. made from this and that belongs in this yeah like dig into it flesh out the game yeah, it goes back to fleshing it out. Like, I would love to go back and, like, read this if I could actually see how the author originally intended the story to be. <laughs> like, maybe this is really just his story, you know? <laughs> originally intended. Intended the story. To the director's cut. <laughs> maybe this is his story, right? Like, you mentioned yeah. it's early on, but, I mean, you, you mentioned that the previous one he did is pretty well-loved. Yeah. and. We know fairy tale is well loved and, I, you know, I've heard nothing but good things about Eden Zero. So the guy clearly knows how to write a good story that resonates with people. So I just feel like combining the fact that this aired in a shonen rival magazine, which I didn't even know existed and they no longer exist. I feel like he probably just got shafted. I feel like he probably just signed a contract, got on yeah. board, and then they were just like, yo, you got to figure it out this quick. Have fun, you know? One of the huge things that we keep we keep bringing up is this just feels like a fucking paycheck. This just feels like he yeah. was doing it as a job. Uh, 100% he was, though. And he was. He literally was. And the thing is, it's like, ugh. the best thing I can say about this guy is that if anybody else was doing this who wasn't as good, this would have been painful. Yeah. This oh, yeah, would for have sure. sucked. So the fact that it wasn't that big a deal for us to read actually says a lot about his his skills on like a fundamental basic level. That's completely fair. I also, yeah. by the way, I just thought of, <laughs> so for the idea of if it's about equipment, they could have been like, the hero is powerful, but he has bad equipment. Like the name of like the light novel that inspired this that <laughs> manga. <laughs> can put that in the manga ideas. <laughs> I like that. Channel. I like that. I like that. He just refuses to uh, wear the other armor. It wouldn't it negatively impact him in any way. He just has. It like, doesn't look cool. It's not cool. He's just kind of like, eh, I don't really want to. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But speaking of miscellaneous thoughts, why don't we move into that section?
Yeah. All right. So getting into the miscellaneous thoughts, I will kick things off where I wanted to point out. So we said that there's a Luffy comparison. There's a Nami comparison. But did everyone notice that there is a cowardly artist who builds weird tools? Where have I seen that character in One Piece before, too? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like he was about to add him and then he's like, oh, fuck, I can't rip off three One Piece characters. I don't think that was a One Piece character. I think that was the author self-inserting himself. So he's Usopp. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Because at the very end of the series, they're like, oh, and yeah, you remember that writer from that artist slash writer from like way back? He wrote a bunch of books about this very plot. It went 13 volumes and everybody (laughs) loved it and everyone read it. And it was the biggest, most successful series ever. And my dad said he was proud. Yeah. And learning art wasn't a waste of time. You are a hundred percent spot on. Like this is one of those moments where he knew. He knew they only gave me this much. This story sucks. I need to make sure people know I've done other things. Please look me up. It's a. It's beloved. There's thirteen volumes. People like it. I promise. Just trust me. Is Rayfaster thirteen volumes? No, he was making a joke about oh, it. Okay. No, yeah, that then that would be like literal. Yeah. Oh god. I'm gonna look uh, it up. I'm curious. Kid. Oh, no, there's 35. I was going to say, that's a pretty short run for a series of successful Strave Master. I think 13 chapters was how long he was specifically planning on making this series. Because he mentions like a bunch of dragons that they fight that we never saw, which was like dragons that they will fight. This is like a combination of two ways in which flopped manga ends. So, Ruck, we've read a lot of flopped manga, a lot of canceled manga, obviously, Mm -hmm. that's the point of the show. There are like a couple major consistent ways that they end. One of them is that the manga kind of just refuses to acknowledge that it ended. And it'll just be like, yeah, and then they had a bunch of cool adventures. Yeah, you'll definitely read about them in the future. Yeah, sure. There's another way where it just breaks the fourth wall or something. And then well, just (laughs) shotguns everything in three chapters. It shotguns everything. And sometimes it'll just be very clear that the artist is yelling at the editor, although that really only happened a couple times. Fucking base Red Hood incredible red hood but yeah this is kind of like a weird combination of the fourth wall breaking thing and the denial of ending the denial mm-hmm. of cancellation mm-hmm. ending it's interesting i don't think i've seen this exact combination yeah. before. <laughs> probably because it's stupid and you shouldn't do it but yeah <laughs> by the way just to get into good ideas let me tell you about what max eb spots are he said this came out a month after freedom unite which was the most recent game on the psb which sold crazy good and mm-hmm. the protagonist follows the offers seasonal naming conventions but instead of being a clear season like spring like haru which is spring natsu which is summer he's literally just shiki which means the word seasons <laughs> and it actually backs does point out he reused this name in eden zero that's mm-hmm. really funny. I also want to point out this series actually has monsters that are not in Monster Hunter when I was doing my research. Yeah, I noticed that. Which is strange. Kind of wild. Also, the wind element, apparently that dragon is the only wind elemental creature in Monster Hunter, so wind is actually extraordinarily rare in that series. Okay, so that makes sense. That's probably why he didn't bother explaining it. I also feel like Monster Hunter is significantly more popular in Japan than America. Yes, very much so. That's why he felt like he could get away without explaining that, because it's kind of like it would be kind of like explaining that. uh, Oh, yeah. uh, Fire Pokemon are weak to water Pokemon, maybe. Yeah. You would you just kind of assume people know at that point. Like, I'm sure that there is a massive overlap between people who play Monster Hunter and people who who read Shonen Rivals. Apparently not enough or it wouldn't have gotten canceled. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) Speaking of that, why don't we get into our final verdict where I really want to hear, Ruff, what did you think of this series? 
<laughs> so, so rough though. Do you mind giving us um, your six word summary? Short fairy tale meets Monster Hunter. I love it. I tried to come up with more to it, but I was like, no, this I feel like would cause confusion. I, I liked it. Like overall, I had fun. Yeah. It's not anywhere near the best, you know, manga I've read or anything like that. But like, <laughs> I don't regret that I read it and I enjoyed it. I just wish that it was fleshed out more. Yeah. I wish the author had more time to actually tell the story. So would you say it's a flop or not? <sighs> I, I think it's a flop because of how short it was. Yeah. What do you think someone should check out instead? Ooh. I mean, just go just go read Fairytale. There you go. There you go. Go <laughs> read Fairytale. I mean, I mean, totally fair, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, honestly, it's just better. I feel like overall. How about you, Jordan? Look, paycheck is a paycheck. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. And then is it a flop or not? This is a flop. Go watch fucking Pokemon. <laughs> because Pokemon is an anime series that is an adaptation of a video game that is even more direct of an adaptation <laughs> Then Monster Hunter Orage. Or you could read Pokemon Special, which is the best Pokemon piece of media ever created. Yeah, you could do that oh. as well. I'm gonna look that up. The guy who created Pokemon said Pokemon Special is literally like what he thinks is the closest to what living in a Pokemon world would look like. Yeah. The manga? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I've always talked about this because it just stands out to me. Is there's a scene where Giovanni teams up with Deoxys and Ash teams up with Mewtwo and they fight on like a flying sky fortress. Yo, if you have a link, hook me up, because Google in it, Google does not know what this uh, thing Pokemon is. Pokemon Special is also called Pokemon Adventure. That is what's coming up. Okay, that makes way more sense. Is that the series that's been running for, like, ever? Yes. Yeah, because I, I definitely read a lot of that in high school, and I really liked it. Let's do some six-word summaries from the community. Tucker said, all excitement of planned porage. Maxi B nice. said, free insect, glaive, monster hunter. No, thanks. I don't know what that means. I don't know. If you, I don't know. <laughs> the laughing fool. Who did he plagiarize this time? Oof. <laughs> monster hunter dude rock says tries and fails to rise from mediocrity because try and rise are two different monster hunter i knew enough yeah, about that yeah. so don't worry dude rocks i'm hip with it <laughs> and then i had to but one i said before which i guess uh you guys liked was my first one is it's contractually required to hunt monsters mm -hmm. and then my main one was orange juice not worth the squeeze i think that's fair yeah yeah uh, all right mm -hmm. I, I think the series was as mid as those six word <laughs> summaries then yeah yeah <laughs> I agree. This series was fucking mid. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm guessing you're going to call it a flop. Uh, yes, it's a flop. And I thought we'd talk about Hunter Hunter more, but we haven't. So go read Hunter Hunter because I already told people to go read Pokemon Special. You should definitely read Hunter Hunter just in general. Yep. Yes, very much so. <laughs> All right. But shall we go to shout outs and start wrapping things up? Yes. So, Ruff, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been an absolute blast having you on the show. I absolutely love being on your show. Thanks for having me. Where can our wonderful listeners find all of the wonderful things you do. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if, if you like anime content, you can go to my main channel, Rough Senpai. Um, I kind of started doing anime reactions and various things like that. I've been reacting to One Piece since episode one. I have a group reaction channel where we run two podcasts over on Nani No Anime. And then I have my most recent YouTube channel, which is a um, anime focused Minecraft channel called Roughcraft. You can check that out. Rough craft, nice. Yeah, but if you're a manga person more specifically, uh, we do have the One Piece Manga Bros podcast where we're kind of going through and uh, checking out the manga. I recently had to catch up entirely on One Piece. It was very, Ooh. very um, difficult projects, but I was <laughs> able to do it literally right before we had to go on the official One Piece podcast and talk about yep. it. So, oh damn, <laughs> oh that was a good time though. It was <laughs> all right. 
And then I also want to give props to Jordan for making the opening ending theme, being a great co-host and helping with editing. David. David. Ye- David? Yes. You're welcome. Thank you. I want to give props to Mer Lyle for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Lyle Mer and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. Thank you, Dylan, for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at animeoutofcontext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, all their miscellaneous research. Thanks to T Root, Ozzy Rat, and T Wolfwood for being our awesome transcription volunteers. You can find them on our site as they become available. David! Yes. David! Thanks so much, babe. Oh, I love you too. For all the works you do, all the works you do, man. <laughs> You may, you may every day, you oh, know, thanks, I just babe. wake up and I'm like, oh, thank God for David. All right, keep going. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. And if you can either give us a like or a share or subscribe, it means a lot to us and helps the show keep growing. And on that note, join the Shonen Flop Discord. We're all in there rough. I feel you just uh, been posting every 10 minutes. It's crazy, man. It's like you live here now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's open to everyone, patron or not. Come hang out with us and talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. We also have a monthly movie night. Find a link to it in the show notes or on our site. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We just did a catch up reading the first three volumes of Blue Box. Jordan, what did you think? Just kidding. Don't answer. They need to pay to find out what we thought about that series. Yeah. And you'll get awesome perks along with being able to priority send us questions, listening in while we record and help us decide what series we're going to cover next. And you can find that at patreon.com slash flop. On that note, I'm going to read off our patrons. Don't worry, Rough Senpai, we're not that popular, so this will not take long. First up, we have the Chainsaw Man patrons. We have Daddy Rem. Can I be your big titty hair and waifu? What a way to start. Then we have Pterodactyl Ghost. <laughs> Moving on down to the Dolphin Dad. I feel like there was no response from either from you from that name. Dolphin Dad? No, the Daddy Rem. Can I be your big titty hair and waifu? Oh, I'm just used to it. I'm not going to lie. I could not tell if that was a name or if you were like making a joke. So I was just like, that is their Patreon name. All right. I mean, I, yeah. Good name. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm used to that stuff with Bram, somebody on our thing just being like, yeah. Rough's like, oh, is that even a weird name? It's like, you know, shit, dude. That was on my short list for naming my kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Dolphin Dad tracking roving animals for all loving girls and wrecking Wolfwood. Then moving down to the King of the Forest, we have Albie, Graham, Gabe Lando, Jacob, Andrew Galloway, Josh Robinson, Marty, Rachel, my wonderful girlfriend. It was great seeing minions with you. You are overdue to get some banana pudding. I'll have to fix that. Scarlet Mirrodin, T, The Real Jory, and finally, Trevor Schechner. But I still want to thank all of our fantastic Galactic Ball Federation officers and our King of the Forest. Yes. By the way, uh, guys, if you really want to freak me out with your names, you got to try harder. Try harder, daddy. I'd really be impressed if people came patrons are upgraded. You know, that's how you really troll me is giving <laughs> giving us extra money. If you really want to just own me, just totally own me, you should give me a few thousand dollars. That would just totally just mess me up. Oh, you God. know, <laughs> on that note, let's go to sign off and wrap things up. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next Monday where we give our first thoughts on... Where the fuck is my note on this? (laughs) Sorry. Where we give our first thoughts on Duraki by the creator of Berserk. Whoa. This has been David. This has been Jordan. Oh, my God. This has been rough. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Hey. Keep on flopping floppers right on, Fuck up their eardrums. Hey. (laughs) Keep on flopping floppers or whatever. Bye. Bye.